Hello, my goblins and ghoulies. I'm Casey. And I'm Andy. And this is... The Ghoulcast. Hello, my goblins and ghoulies. Good evening, everybody. You're joining us for the right kind of evening for this. We've got rain outside. We've got some beasts of the night howling. Inside the room with us. Less so now. We'll be good. We'll be good. Hello, and welcome to our very first episode. Yes, it'll be a really good time. I'm excited to be here. And I know you're really excited to be here. I'm very excited. I really want to do this. And I'm excited to talk true crime and haunted history and paranormal and anything else spooky and morbid that I want to research. I think we'll have a really long list of things. I don't think you'll ever run out because it's one of your favorite things to look for out in the world. I find it fascinating. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you consume. And now you get to give back. I do. I get to regurgitate all that I know. All over us. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a visual. (laughs) We're going to start our first first episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our first episode with Pedro Lopez. Yes. I don't know very much about this person. I think it'll be a... Good experience for everybody. He earned himself the title of the Monster of the Andes. I'm excited to learn about this monster. (laughs) He had anywhere from 110 to 350 victims from 1969 through 1980. Yeah, uh, quite a few people. Of which were all young girls. Oh. Yes. I'm not going to call them people or preteens, young girls. I'm going to reiterate, he raped and murdered 8 to 12-year-old girls, mostly. Ah, That is a pretty large number of girls. He's disgusting. Yeah, I I think that that name probably fits then, yeah. Yes. He raped and murdered them throughout Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. His focus was mainly on tribal girls that he would lure out of markets with trinkets such as toys or small mirrors and other little things that young girls like. Yeah, that's probably pretty effective for what he was going for. He was an absolute predator, an absolutely diabolical and disgusting human being. Yeah. Uh, Tell me more. (laughs) Are you excited? Fascinating. Do tell. Uh, Pedro Lopez's mother was Benilda Lopez de Castaneda. Sorry for any mispronunciations here. Uh, According to him, she would bring men into the home and prostitute herself in front of him and his siblings, of which there were 12. Oh, gosh. Yes. So there were 13 children of various ages in this home while their mother was um, prostituting herself. I imagine they lived in poverty and this was her means to take care of them. 
I didn't see anything in regards to his father or whether or not there were multiple fathers I for would, her children. Yeah, I would say given that setup, it sounds like multiple fathers. I also didn't dig really that deeply into the background of that. My focus was mainly on Pedro. He was number seven of 13, so oh. he was kind of a middle child yeah. out of the bunch. Um, not that much later in his life or early in his life, his mother caught him molesting his younger sister in 1957, and she threw him out of the house. He was eight years old. Yeah, that's a not a good start. <laughs> no. So he ran away to the capital of Colombia. You mean Bogota? Bogota, that okay. I can't ever pronounce. Bogota, the capital of Colombia. Sometime after he had been there, he claims that he was living hand to mouth, sleeping on the streets and in empty market stalls after everyone had gone home. And he claims that a older gentleman had approached him and abducted and raped him. Oh. <laughs> yes. He was convinced to go with this man who had offered him help um, and said he would take care of him and he would take him someplace. And he ended up taking him to... Um, I don't recall if it was another empty stall or an empty warehouse in the area that they were in and ended up um, abusing and raping him. So really damaged his trust in people yeah, further. He's not got a good run going so far. Let's see if it gets better. <laughs> it doesn't, unfortunately. Okay. I, I really feel for uh, young Pedro. I mean, I, I don't sympathize with... Pedro, the adult that did the atrocities that he chose to do, because it was a choice. Yeah. Um, which we'll get into a little bit that it was his choice to do this to all of these young girls. Um, but he did have a really rough start, and that is really difficult to to learn about people because, you know, monsters are made. It is yeah, it is they... very rarely that monsters are just born from the ether. No, that's usually gets stuff that happens to you that makes you think of completely warped way. And that sounds like that's maybe what we got going on here. Right. We will be talking about demons at some point, but not in this episode. Yeah, we'll just stick with regular people monsters for now. Right. <laughs> so at age 12, uh, Pedro was taken in by a U.S. immigrant family and they enrolled him in a school for orphans. But things didn't go well there. I'm seeing the pattern, yes. Yes, for poor Pedro. Uh, he ran away after only a couple years there. Allegedly, he was molested by a male teacher. But there are also some accounts that say he ran away with the teacher, um, which I don't really believe because there was no other mention of him doing anything like that from my little bit of research. Um, there was also an account that said he... Uh, stole money and then ran away, which is the most believable for me in this situation that yeah. he stole money from the school. No, that, because, that fits pretty well with what you've been saying so far. I think uh, given this kind of upbringing he has, he'd be scrounging for anything he can get. Right. And I don't know that he would necessarily feel all that comfortable being in a school setting, having never been in that situation before, as far as we've researched and supposedly being molested further. Yeah, probably probably not the right place for him. Yeah, probably wanted to take his chances <laughs> out on his own. So, a lot going on in his young life, his few short years so far. Yeah. By the age of 18, he was allegedly making a living stealing cars and selling them to chop shops. 
which is what got him arrested in 1969. Okay. Only after a few days in prison, he was brutally gang raped by three or four inmates. Yeah, this guy's had a, a rough rough go of things. I I can understand why he might have a little bit twisted a picture of how the world works. Yes. In retaliation, he made himself a shiv and murdered them all over a two-week period. Okay. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> well, the prison decided this was an act of self-defense, so he only got two years added to his time. Well, yeah, I guess that's good. The, the rest of the stuff after this is going to be less good, I think. I mean, I understand yeah. wanting to retaliate for having this yeah. happen to you. And he's finally big and old enough maybe to actually feel like he could stand up for himself that way. Yeah. It's still murder. Yeah. <laughs> it's still murder. After seven years, he was released from prison and moved to Peru where he started murdering young girls. Lopez guessed he had raped and killed at least a hundred young girls in Peru. Okay. His... Not keeping track. Yeah. <laughs> Just has to guess. That's a good sign. <laughs> well, we'll get into it. I mean, I already said there was an upwards of... Yeah, up to 300 something? 350 <laughs> is what um, is alleged. Um, his specialty was abducting young indigenous girls from tribes around the area. Yep. But this technique of his backfired when he was captured by a group in northern Peru while attempting to kidnap a nine-year-old girl. Oh, well, that's, I guess, a good thing. He was beaten by them, stripped, and tortured. I can understand why they might have that response. They wanted to bury him alive. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then a female American missionary jumped in and convinced them to hand him over to the police. Those damn Americans. Right. <laughs> Mind your own business. He should have been buried. It gets worse. <laughs> I'm sure she didn't know at the time. I'm sure she thought she was doing something great. Yeah. And and I, I understand a lot of people have the standpoint of all life is sacred, even the nasty people. Lopez was handed over to the police and they just deported him. Oh, yeah. OK, that'll get it done. Well, Peruvian authorities apparently did not want to waste time on indigenous complaints. Yeah, that, that seems to fit. <laughs> there are plenty of governments that do that. So, traveling through Colombia and Ecuador, Lopez was finally arrested in 1979 or 1980, depending on what research you're reading. Gosh, no incidents in between these Peruvians beating him up and... Actually getting captured at the end? They, wow. They deported him, and he just went on his merry little way across Colombia and Ecuador, picking up little girls and doing what he did. He huh. especially liked to um, strangle them. Okay, yeah. So he would lure them with shiny things, and he would cuddle them and snuggle on them, and then he would strangle them face-to-face, face and rape them. I don't know in what order, if the rape happened first or if he was like some of the other serial killers that we'll speak about that <laughs> like to do things after they have killed someone. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. But yeah. This is what he did. Okay. This is what he did. So traveling through Colombia and Ecuador, he was finally arrested in uh, 1979 or 1980. A flash flood near Ambato, Ecuador uh, was taking place at this time, okay. and it revealed four of his victims. Oh. So during this time where the flash flood is taking place and these bodies are being revealed from this mass grave, mass grave. His dumping ground. His yeah. dumping grounds. Um, he was trying to nab a girl named Maria Povita, age 12, but was stopped by her mom. So fuck yeah, mom. So her mom and other women in this marketplace beat Lopez. Yeah. I imagine there wasn't any missionary this time to help. <laughs> no, but then the police came in and intervened, so he was quote unquote rescued. They should have just beat his ass to death, in my opinion. <laughs> so in custody. Yeah. Dude wasn't talking. Right? They smelt something was up. Dude looked sus. They're like, I don't know what's going on here. And, you know, they found some bodies. Around this time, they're like, this guy's going after girls, and we just found some girls because of this flood. So they dressed up a priest, Padre Cordoba Godino. They dressed him up as a prisoner and placed him in the cell with Lopez. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see how that goes for them. <laughs> well, well, the idea was to have the Padre swap stories with Lopez to loosen him up. I would imagine that a priest would have some pretty good stories to share, even if they're not his own. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently the Padre was a smooth dude, and Lopez just let it all out. Good deal. So once Padre heard enough, he was like, guys, I'm done. Let me out. <laughs> Deuces. <Yeah. laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> this is enough for me. Um, and the police confronted Lopez with all he let slip to the Padre, and dude broke down. Yeah. Made a full confession. So there in Ecuador, the police made contact with authorities in Peru and Colombia and backed up parts of his stories. And they're like, holy shit. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. Lopez claimed that he had gone back through Colombia and then on to Ecuador, all the while killing about three young girls a week. Gosh, that yeah. gets around. Ridiculous. He's an absolute disgusting dirtbag. According to him, he estimated that he killed at least 110 little girls in Ecuador, 100 in Colombia, and, quote-unquote, many more than 100 in Peru. He is quoted saying, I like little girls in Ecuador. They are more gentle and trusting, more innocent. They are not as suspicious of strangers as Colombian girls. Blech. Yeah, I don't like that. No, it actually makes my stomach upset. Like, nah. it's right there. He went to trial in 1980 and was sentenced for the murders of 110 girls in Ecuador. So we're still in Ecuador at this point. He's okay. not in any other country. We're in Ecuador. Um, a lot of the stories and news outlets kept saying people and preteens, but yeah. these were babies. These were... Pretty young. Eight to 12 year olds. Pretty young kids. Yeah. Little girls. Tiny children. These are little girls. They're like dolls. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
the, the stuff he used. Yep. The, Child rapist, murderer. He lured them away with toys. He made them relax, you know, the snuggling. And he would rape and strangle them. Just disgusting monster. Yeah, as one acts. Yep. So during his confession, Lopez blamed his upbringing. I can see why that would play a part. (laughs) Well, yes, in his troubled childhood, he is quoted saying, I lost my innocence at age eight. So I decided to do the same thing to as many young girls as I could. Trolling village markets for his select targets with a, quote, certain look of innocence. Okay. He first raped victims. So I stand corrected. He did first rape victims and then stared into their eyes while he strangled them because he wanted to watch them die. He also liked killing during the daytime so he could see them better. He didn't do this... At the night, he wasn't some prowler sneaking in to take little girls away in the night. He literally was in marketplaces and villages just grabbing girls and running. Well, I mean, if he's got the right kind of bait for them, he may be able to slip away. I I understand how that could work in a busy marketplace. It's super scary. Super scary. Not cool. Not okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and he... He was particularly efficient, and he would just go one after another. This guy didn't stop. Well, he yeah, had, that's what you said. It's, it's like it became his mission. He wanted to hurt as many people as he could. That's all he did. He literally went one after another. He was insatiable. All he wanted to do was kill. That's all he did. Yeah. And that he just went from town to town in these three countries, and that's all he did. Um, Police didn't believe him. They didn't believe his confession. They're like, yeah, okay, dude. But then he took them to 53 graves of young girls, all in the age range of the 8 to 12. And he also led them to 28 more sites, but they were not able to recover anything, allegedly due to animal activity. That would make sense. Because, you know, he's seeking out mostly uh, indigenous children. So they're going to be in more isolated or smaller tribal groups and villages that is not going to be so much on top of everyone. Yeah, no, a lot less uh, infrastructure and stuff, I'd imagine. Uh, We can assume. (laughs) Yeah. So... Lopez was charged with 53 murders, but that number jumped up to 110 because he wouldn't stop talking. (laughs) Dude liked to talk. Well, I mean, I guess he figured he finally was done and he wanted to share as much of this as he could. I guess. You'll find that when we start talking about other true crime cases and serial killers that some dudes really like to talk. Well, yeah, no, they've, they've, they've made it their life. They want to share. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good eye roll. (laughs) Can't show that on the podcast. Um, so the director of the, uh, Ambato prison, I I don't know if I'm saying that correct, but the Ambato. I don't either. We'll go with it. (laughs) We try our best. We, we do our best. I apologize for any mispronunciations. So he is directly quoted saying, if someone confesses, to 53 you find and hundreds more you don't you tend to believe what he says i think his estimate of 300 is very low 
Uh, yeah, based on what we've talked about so far, it sounds like this is him doing this at least two or three times a week as much as possible. And dude was how old when he got caught? What year was this? 1980. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's got a lot of years in there that he could have been doing this. Right, at nonstop. Yeah. I, I don't know how he was able to do anything else if he was doing this just nonstop. Yeah. Well, he was convicted of murder in Ecuador and received a life sentence in prison, which amounted to around 16 years. Right. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like life in prison to me. <laughs> a little bit less. Yeah. So while in prison <laughs> during an interview, Lopez called himself the man of the century and that he was being released for good behavior. He was released in 1994 there in Ecuador. So we're still in Ecuador. And then he was rearrested as an illegal immigrant an hour later after his release. That's obnoxious. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Yeah. They could have just taken him while he was still in prison. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, but they were like, not here, bye, and just deported him. Yeah. Back to Colombia. So police there, Colombia now, charged him with a 20-year-old murder, but during his trial, he was declared insane. Ah. So instead of prison, he was held in a psychiatric hospital. All right. So here comes 1998. Yeah. He was declared sane. Oh, exciting. After four years, only serving four years. That sounds like an amazing mental hospital, I gotta tell you. He was released on a $50 bail. (laughs) And told to report monthly to the police as part of his release. Dude fucking split. Well, yeah. Shocking, right? Yeah, I I could not have seen this coming. I'm unbelievable. I am floored. Right. Never could have guessed that would have happened. Shocking. So Interpol has since released a warrant for his arrest over a newer murder in 2002. All right. He's at large. <laughs> he's out there. He's he's dust in the wind. They don't know where he is. Whereabouts unknown as of this year, 2022. How old is this guy this year? I don't I don't know, Mr. Math. You do it. No, not going to do it. Well, then we'll never know. <laughs> you need to go back to the very beginning so you can tell me when he was born. <laughs> I don't know when he was born. He was eight in 1957. Okay. But yeah, he's currently... He's out there. He's wanted. Uh, no, he's only 73. Ugh. So he's he's young enough. I hope he's dead. That's very possible, considering that part of the world, I imagine, that he's uh, not outside the realm of possibility that he's died of old age or other causes. But, yeah, that's rough. They don't know where he is. No, I hope that he got buried alive by people. I hope that's what happened to him. Ended up hitting the wrong tribe, apparently. Yeah, that could have been. I, I, we can hope. One can dream. So that's that's Pedro Lopez. That's what we... The monster of the Andes. The monster of the Andes. Or the man of the century, depending on who you want to listen to. We're not calling him the man of the century. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> the man of the century. 
wrong, wrong uh, millennia for that now. <laughs> no, not happening. So yeah, that's it. That's our first one, guys. Hopefully you had fun. I'm sure we'll get better as we get more comfortable doing this. Yeah, we may get more chatty or something. Yeah. We'll see. But we'll go ahead and edit this guy and post it. And you can follow us on Instagram. I enjoyed this podcast. This is good source material. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Right. The finger quotes there. This won't bother me at all later. Right. Are you going to have nightmares? No, we didn't go into very much detail. I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I don't. I mean, there, there, there's more interesting ones that have more fascinating ones that have better detail. I didn't want to go so much into detail, but this guy's gross. Um, he is actually grody. Yeah. <laughs> second to Louise Gavitario. That's not right. Okay. Um, also a Colombian who specialized in killing young boys. But he's like really notorious. He's like one of the top 10 serial killers. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of girls. I totally understand why he would have earned this kind of renown, we'll say. Infamy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. That's it, guys. That's this first one. We're not going to go on too much longer. We're on Instagram. The Ghoul Podcast. Yes, we are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. No, we're not on Facebook. We're not on Facebook. If people are interested later, we can do a Facebook. We're just on Instagram. I don't want to take on too much right now. I think Instagram and recording and editing is enough for right now. We're so new. Yes, we finally got the technical stuff figured out. Maybe we'll be able to hammer through this really nice and quick. Oh, don't get me don't get me started on the technical stuff. We already no, we don't need to talk about that again. That's fine. It's fine. It's better. It's better. We will do this. So this this is good. I had fun. We'll talk some more. I have lots more lined up and lots of ideas. So Only a handful of scripts written, yes. <laughs> Three more to go. <laughs> we'll see if we can get your hands busy on editing, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. My my goblins and ghoulies, if you're listening. I love you. Please. Yes. Please follow us and listen. Like, share. <laughs> Subscribe. Subscribe. If you got the Patreon going, you can do that. We don't have a Patreon. No. I'm I'm sorry. I thought you it, were going to do one. Uh, if people like it, I'll do one. But I think it's kind of forward to ask for money right away. <laughs> <laughs> do you like us? <laughs> do you have a dollar? 